0: Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusey. We should be gospel detectives that unveil the mystery of God. Hi, this is Keith Tusey, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Hey, last podcast we talked about the mystery of Christ that God wants to reveal to us in Scripture. So I hope that kind of provoked you a little bit to really stick your nose in the Word of God, especially. The Old Testament, where we see such incredible, beautiful pictures of Christ all the time that are often neglected. So I want to switch over to that very thought and talk about how Jesus dealt with the disciples and uh, regarding this mystery. Remember we said a mystery is something that you want to reveal that begs to be unfolded. A secret is something you keep. So we're not to be secret keepers We're to be gospel detectives that unveil the mystery of God. So uh, this story is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but I'll read from Matthew uh, 13 and in verse 10. And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? So they're asking Jesus a question about his style of ministry. Now, if you really think about that, it's kind of ironic. Yeah, I'll let you meditate on it a little bit. Jesus answered them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. Now, here is my suspicion. My suspicion is the disciples really wanted to say, Why are you speaking in these parables and we really don't understand them? But instead they said, why are you talking to them in parables because they don't understand them? So Jesus, I think,'s answer. my suspicion anyway, is that it's somewhat sarcastic. Oh, to you it's been granted to understand these things, but to them it's not been granted. And he uses the word mystery here. Now the reason I think that could be a possibility is because of the very definition of mystery mystery in the New Testament is something that is to be revealed, not to be held secret. And Jesus, I think, was trying to tell them that he did not want this to be a secret. He wanted this to be a mystery that was unfolded. And I think he could have also been preparing them for the fact that people would hear what he was saying they could look at the facts, they could analyze information, and like a bad detective, still not come up with a conclusion. So I think that's a little bit of uh, background for uh, what we're talking about here. Now, if you go over to Romans 11, the Apostle Paul deals with this in somewhat the same way, talking about the Jews who were struggling to believe, or I guess it would be past tense he's talking, but it would be, of course, still current at that time. In Romans 11.25, he says this, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. And I'm sure there was some question as to, like, why won't these people believe? Have, have you ever been in that atmosphere where, like, the gospel's been presented or maybe people close to you uh, are not grabbing it and it's like there's a hardening of the heart. Like, does that mean that God has hardened their heart? No. If you look at verse 23, he says, and they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, "...will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again." Okay, What he's talking about here is that the mystery that the Jews and the Gentiles have the same gospel and have the same opportunity. Now, there are people that preach a dispensational gospel that that Gentiles and Jews do not have equal access. There'll be a season for one, not a season for another. But I think if you read the context here, you'll see that it's about unbelief. Faith in Christ is just that. It's faith in Christ. It's about believing or not believing. And what we talked about last week in the podcast was that we have an obligation to unveil the gospel and not make it a mystery. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51, we see where... He talks about the mystery of the resurrection. He says, "Behold, I tell you a mystery: we will not, we will not all sleep; but we will be changed." Now, obviously, there was some confusion in the New Testament church about what happened to people at the end of their life. And he's talking about: listen, this isn't, this shouldn't be a, a, like a mystery to you. This should be unveiled to you that there will be a resurrection. Of course, the resurrection was part of the stumbling block or the mystery, what wasn't known in New Testament times, and I I think one of the greatest illustrations of that is found in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. It says this, But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the angels, ages of our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. Now listen to this. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The resurrection was a mystery to them. They really thought that demonic powers acting through the religious and governmental leaders really believed that if they killed Jesus, he would stay dead. The resurrection was a mystery. They could not fathom it. They could not understand it. They could not grasp it. So, you know, ultimately, presenting the gospel boils down to this fact. Was Jesus raised from the dead? Now, there's lots of people have lots of ideas out there. So that's a good question to ask them. Do you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? Now, if you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, by definition, it's going to cause you to believe a lot of other things. One of the things that should cause you to believe is that if you are a believer in Christ, that you too will be raised from the dead. That's the mystery of the gospel that many of the Pharisees and religious leaders did not see, and they could not comprehend. Now, in 1 Corinthians 4, in verse 1, Paul says this, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. How did Paul approach life? How did he approach the preaching of the gospel, the establishing of new churches, the reaching of new people? That he was a steward of the mystery, that he had solved the problem, so to speak, and uh, he wanted to run out and tell everybody. It'd be like if if somebody all of a sudden made an incredible uh, connection of of what caused cancer. They solved the mystery. They would shout that from the housetops. They would be a steward to tell everybody about that. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. He said, Let us be regarded as people who are carrying this great stewardship of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think what he's really saying here is Look, we haven't come up with anything new. Uh, don't give us any credit. Uh, this isn't something that. Uh, wasn't out there for everybody. We've just discovered it and we want to share it. The facts are what they are. If you look at Ephesians 3, uh, he, he says this in another way. Actually, if you look at all 21 of those references to the mystery that we talked about in the last podcast, a number of them will have to do with our stewardship to present that mystery. So look at Ephesians 3, verse 8. To me, the very least of all saints, the grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. Don't you like the adjectives that that the Apostle Paul uses? You know, last week we read about the how he lavished grace upon us. And to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things. So if you want to find out more about that mystery, it is in God. Every time I say mystery, I want to say ministry. I think the two do go together a lot because our ministry is unveiling the mystery of Christ. But again, the wording, what is the administration? That's just another word for stewardship. How do we administer this mystery? But for ages, it was hidden. And Paul's saying it's no longer hidden. Just because they didn't get it doesn't mean that you don't have to get it. And I think we're living in an age where God wants to continue to unveil that mystery and how it relates to him and his church. If you look at Ephesians 5, where a lot of people think he's talking about marriage, but he's really talking about Christ and the church, You know, he talks about that mystery, which is Christ. Oh, it's just so deep and so wonderful. It's so exciting. That's verse 32 in Ephesians 5. He says, this mystery is great. In other words, you really got to connect the dots here. But I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. I have such a desire in my heart to see the church fully be revealed, for believers to comprehend the mystery of the church, that they are part of something that is grand and glorious, that it's eternal, that will exist forever. So I invite you to explore those things, to be a scriptural detective and understand more fully the mystery of Christ. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. I want to encourage you to share this with somebody you think it would be a blessing to them. Our ministry is revealing the mystery of Christ. Let us be regarded as people who are great stewards of the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.